sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. When you use a first-round pick on a quarterback, you seem to like that quarterback. You seem to think that that quarterback is going to play a role on your team somewhere along the line, so why not next year? Why does it have to be two, three years down the line? That's really what should have been the next question. All right, Brian, you say it's, it's an absolute that uh, Rodgers is your quarterback. Then uh, would you piss away a first-round draft choice for last year? It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Mix on Sports Grid Radio, right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliates all around the nation on this Wednesday, February 3rd. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sending in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, maybe a little YouTube chat. Who knows? Uh, right here on an Opposite Picks Wednesday morning, February 3rd. What's up, LLs? What are we going to talk about today, you ask? Well, courtside Karen revealed uh, this Bucks. The story behind the story, can't get enough of Tom Brady promoting from within, firing from outside. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good little rant, as we like to say here on Opposite Picks. Let the games begin. Uh, really, Bungles fans, suggestion for FanDuel. KC is part of the problem and cruising back to Minnesota. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets again on this Wednesday, February 3rd. The third that uh, hopefully will be better than the second, which was better than the first weather-wise here on Long Island, which I know is probably not a big deal for most people, but we always like to throw that in there because we were expecting monster storms. And, uh, and when everything was said and done, it really wasn't that, that bad. Although, you know, as much as we criticized the weathermen, meteorologists, they did get it right as far as they, we did get about a foot or so. So it wasn't too bad. It snowed a little bit yesterday, but uh, you know, it makes you think if you're out there shoveling. Uh, it, it makes you think for all the purists who say that the Super Bowl should be in outdoor facilities and it should be cold and rainy or snowing, whatever the weather may be. Yeah, it really, you know, you go pick up a shovel and try and shovel a foot of snow and then and, and stand outside freezing to death and do it without gloves on like football players have to play without, you know, you don't want that. You, you really don't. You know, the one year they had at the Meadowlands here in New Jersey not that long ago, um, they got lucky weather wise. So they didn't have the snow and the sleet and all that. You don't. You really don't want that. You, you, you really, like I said, it sounds romantic and it sounds pure and the old days and the frozen tundra and all that other mumbo jumbo stuff. But you don't want weather to play a factor. I don't know if it necessarily would the coldness. We've seen teams deal with cold weather. It would be the wind. You know, God forbid it should pick up. You know, God forbid it should start sleeting and raining during the game. You know, you don't want that to affect the outcome of the game. So, um, 
It sounds good at times, but in reality, again, stand outside for five minutes with no coat on, no winter shoes on, no gloves on, and then tell me how you think it's fair for players to be playing in those conditions for three hours. So, overall, not 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 too bad. It's a Wednesday, though. Hump day getting set for the NFL Super Bowl now just four days away if you want to count today. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days away if you want to go that route. Uh, as we, we take it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Again, phone number 844-843-6879. Lot to get to. A big night in the NBA last night. I uh, got some things with college basketball. Uh, we'll get into the NFL stuff as uh, obviously it continues along as we motor it. Not quite the same. I, I must say the buildup for this Super Bowl, even though you had, you know, by I, I think by far the two most, even if you don't want to go best team with Tampa Bay, the two most prominent teams, obviously Mahomes in, in, in the AFC and then Brady carrying the torch in the NFC. You could have thrown maybe uh, the Saints in there with Drew Brees. Or you could have had Aaron Rodgers in there. But, you know, the, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady are pretty good replacements. So you got the two most prominent teams. And yet, I don't know, this year, I guess it's because the guys are at the facility at this point. Or at least, you know, Kansas City isn't. They're going to fly in on Friday. There's a little little less hype. A little less, you know, you got a little bit with, uh, you know, with Mahomes and his toe. When he said yesterday he's going to be fine. You got a little bit with Biennemi not getting a head coaching job. But we've been down that road. And, and we'll go down it again this morning. Um, just doesn't feel the same, though. You know, by now, you're generally sick and tired of hearing about the same old thing and then 50 zillion storylines. Or maybe after today, heading into Thursday. Generally, it's like Thursday, you know, the day before, the, two days, three days before the Super Bowl, do you start, for me anyway, just saying, all right, enough already. You know, I got enough storylines. I got enough feel-good stories. I got enough uh, rallying stories. And But... I don't really get that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And, and I've been cooped up in my house and on the internet and watching TV the last couple of days. And uh, it really hasn't been that bad. And it really hasn't been that much, almost to a detriment, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, line's not moving with FanDuel. It's it's staying at three, over under 56 and a half. So there's no kind of fluctuation that, wow, you know, line went up to three and a half or four, you know, or went over under went to 58. I mean, it, it really, there hasn't been any of that. Um, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's been a blah week and a half so far leading up to the Super Bowl. Let's hope this is not a precursor to what the game is actually going to be like. Let's hope there's actually, you know, some fun, but it is three and, and 56 and a half. I mean, just, uh, exactly what it was, uh, minus 172 plus 144 on the money line as well. Nothing, nothing crazy. All right, we'll get into it. Just getting underway on this uh, Wednesday morning. We'll check out the NBA, NHL, and college basketball next right here. Opposite Pick Series. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. numbers as Boston gets back. Now Wiggins finds Oubre. Excellent defense by Brown. What a play by Jalen Brown. Wants it on the other end. Oh! And Brown doing some damage. Walk. Uh, there you go. TNT uh, with the call last night. That was the uh, back end of their uh, doubleheader yesterday. As the Celtics win to Golden State, into Oakland, the Bay Area anyway, <clears throat> beat the Warriors 111-107. That was our uh, free pick 
with uh, the premium guys. Uh, that was our best bet, actually, with the premium guys. Uh, we won that one, uh, luckily, as they win by four, given the two and a half Celtics on the road. You know, I figured Boston would win. Welcome back to Opposite Picks, 13 minutes past the hour. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. I figured, I did like Boston last night after thinking about it. You know, uh, people ask about the Opposite Picks. You know, I generally do that the night before. So I don't get a good feel completely, which is the key for opposite picks because you, you don't want to do that much research. If you do a little bit of research, it throws it out of whack. It's the initial thought of like, wow, look at that line. Let me go with this team. That's what really makes it a great opposite play. But after, you know, knowing that Boston kind of held its own against Golden State, even in the, when it was Golden State, you know, all those great uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, Tom, uh, Draymond Green teams, Boston, for whatever reason, you look back, they, they would always beat them. They really, I don't know what it is, but they had their their number, and it continued again last night. So I figured if they could beat Golden State back then when Golden State was Golden State, they certainly could beat them now, and lo and behold, they do. So nice road win for the Celtics. They, they're a strange team, Boston. They're my favorite team in the NBA now that that's a move out of New Jersey. Uh, a very bizarre team. You know, their record is only 11-8, and 6-5 and five on the road, which is not bad in the NBA, even in 2021 with no fans. So you think if they were 6-5 and five on the road, you know, they would be, what, 7-2, and two, you know, maybe 8-3, and three, whatever it would work out itself to be at home, and they're not. They're basically a 500 team at home, and they're basically a 500 team on the road. They got wins against the Warriors on the road, which I would classify as a good team, a good game, a good win, and then they have home losses against lousy teams. I, I, I just – and that's been the uh, – you know, the, the era of the Celtics, you know, really for the last seven, eight years. You know, boy wonder Brad Stevens, who I'm not a fan of. He's been there eight years now, seven, eight years. He's been there a long time. For a guy who's never won squat, it is – I can't think of – a little pop quiz. I can't think of another head coach in any sport that has won as little as Brad Stevens has won with Boston – yet is still considered like one of the best coaches in the NBA in his particular sport. Can't I can't think of another one offhand. Um, you know, there, there might be, I'll take some suggestions, but I really, it is amazing. They, they think he is the greatest thing in the world, and if you watch Celtic games, he makes mistake after mistake after mistake, and his team underachieves and underachieves and underachieves every single year. I, I mean, it, it, and yet they think he's still great. I don't get it. I don't know what Celtic team they've been watching, but he's been there a long time, never could beat the Cadavers. Uh, LeBron left a couple of years ago. They still haven't won, so they can't even now use that as an excuse. I mean, I, I don't get it. This team is not an 11-8 team. You know, I mean, three games over 500. There's too much talent on this team playing in you know the Eastern Conference as well for them to be as so mediocre as they've been and, and fail, like I said, year after year. Losing to Miami in the postseason last year, that, that was disgraceful. That really was. I know the Heat were on a nice little run, but I can't think of another head coach, off the top of my head anyway, that is still considered as great as they think Stevens is and yet has produced basically no results. Strange. Very strange. But Celtics win last night, 111-107. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, Jazz get back on the winning track of things after having their 11-game uh, winning and against the spread streak snapped uh, over the weekend against Denver. Uh, they win against the Pistons, 117-105. They get a push uh, as they were laying 12 
you buy the hook, as I always tell people to do. You got to win. Otherwise, you got to push uh, Donovan Mitchell 32 points. Good game there. How about this? You know, you don't generally play the Hall of Fame game in the NBA because the Basketball Hall of Fame is, is goofy. Uh, I, I was there a couple of years ago. They put on a nice display. The, you know, the Hall of Fame itself is pretty nice. But, you know, you, you have high school female, no offense, but you have high school female basketball coaches in the Hall of Fame. You, you, you got foreigners who never stepped on American soil in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it's it's really dumb. Um, it's one of the great mysteries to me why the NBA has not separated itself from basketball and just had an NBA Hall of Fame. I, I Really, I don't know. Um, I've asked reporters who cover the NBA, and they said they've approached the NBA about that, and the NBA wants no part of it. They're happy with the Basketball Hall of Fame. So you have all these people. It doesn't matter what you do in the NBA. I say all this because um, if I told you Carmelo Anthony, you know, just went into the 11th place on the all-time scoring list, you'd be like, wow, no way. And, yeah, past Lenny Wilkins last night. And you may not think so now when you watch him play, but he's a Hall of Famer. And I said this. And I'll say it again. I think one of the main reasons why he's come back and played after sitting out, what, a year plus when no one wanted him wasn't necessarily to get out of the house and get away from the nagging wife. Uh, but it's just to improve his Hall of Fame resume. He's getting in, though. I will tell you. Why? Because he won in college at Syracuse the one year he was there. So he won a national championship in college. He's been on not one but two gold medal teams. And I said the same thing about the gold medal. Why he wanted to be on that team just because when no one wanted to the last time they, they played, it's because he wanted to be able to say, yep, I won two gold medals and I won a national championship. I may not have won a championship in the NBA, but I got three others on my resume, and he is a Hall of Famer. Uh, there's, there's no two ways about it. Even though I don't really classify him, I don't think of him as a Hall of Fame player. Uh, nice player, above-average player, but, yeah, passed Lenny Wilkins last night for 11th on the all-time NBA list. So maybe that even that alone really probably should put him in the Hall of Fame. But Portland beats Washington 132-121. Again, we've talked about it a zillion times. 132 points in regulation for Portland. Regulation. Knowing that they only scored 26 in the fourth quarter when they actually, I guess, played some defense. Uh, they scored over 100 points in three quarters against the Wizards. I mean, 253 points in a regulation game last night between Portland and Washington. There were two games that had, <coughs> excuse me, monster over-unders. This one and the Nets against the Clippers, both in the 240s. And I'll be damned that both didn't go over in regulation. Amazing. Uh, Portland 132-121, and the Nets uh, hold on and beat the Clippers, which we'll get to here in a second, 124-120. Both went over. The 240 and a half, <clears throat> 241, 242, depending on uh, where and when you did your shopping on both of these, and they both went over. Nets, Clippers was close down the stretch, but Portland and Washington, man, two, you know how hard it is to, to punch in, give me over 242, 243 in an NBA game? I mean, that's just nuts. But Portland 40, 35, 31, 26. Wiz 23, 40, 27, 31. 
Doesn't sound like that much when you, you know, but then you add it up. There it is, 253 points. Man, just no defense. No defense. Uh, Net same thing. You know, they beat the Clippers 124-120. They're not going anywhere with this kind of defense. Kyrie had a terrific game. I'll say, you know, you, you got to be fair. We criticize Kyrie. He's, he's a bird brain off the court. No two ways about it, but he's playing with his A game this year. 39 points. He He's, uh, you know, whether he missed those seven games, whatever it was, COVID or just being a dingling. Uh, but since he's come back, he's been on fire, you know, and uh, 39 points, five rebounds, two assists. You'd like a few more assists, but, you know, when you get 39 points, it is what it is. Clippers had a chance to tie the game, and yet they were at the free throw line. Nicholas Batum, down three, should make the first, miss the second, get the rebound with three seconds left, misses the first. Makes the second, even though he's trying to miss the second. And they end up losing the basketball game. That's the LA. All right, just getting underway. Uh, opposite picks on this uh, Wednesday morning. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sharp. Absolutely. And anytime you beat another team that is superior than you in something, and in this case, it's North Carolina's size, it's Hunter Tyson. Teased to have a great night with that mask on. He is Carolina's leading scorer tonight. The only guy in double figures for the Tar Heels. And Hunter Tyson, that's another dunk. And I think he's got all 16 of his points in the second half. Mountain transition, give him some opportunities. This is definitely a feel-good win. The fact that you held North Carolina to 50 points, but also you held them to only 44 shot attempts. That shows your... Who could ever teach me? Was the son of a preacher, man. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, North Carolina goes down to defeat yesterday. College basketball, 26 past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in. Recapping the action from last night before we get to some of the NFL stuff. Uh, taking some phone calls maybe next hour as well. 844-843-6879. We'll get to the North Carolina loss to Clemson here in a sec. Just finish up real quickly the NBA. Uh, Toronto did beat uh, Orlando last night, 123-108. Normally a no-nothing game, but uh, Fred Van Fleet going off 54 points. Uh, for the Raptors, uh, six foot one guard. So nice job by Freddie there as the Raps win by 15. So when you look at everything, when everything was said and done in the NBA with the boys in Vegas, uh, you had uh, favorites going four and two straight up, three, two, and one against the spread. And the over under for over players, pretty good. Five overs, only one under. College basketball, pretty good day last night. You, had a, you actually had a real good slate. That, that's as good a slate as we've had. You know, for a non-Saturday in, in a long time. You had some good games, uh, things that turned out pretty good, some clunkers thrown in there. Uh, but uh, overall, you know, North Carolina loses. You know, I got a great suggestion for FanDuel. I, I will. When we get a second here, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, I, and I really do think it's a pretty good betting opportunity. But North Carolina loses. Every time you think North Carolina or one of these blue blood teams, you know, has kind of turned a corner. They throw an egg at you like North Carolina did against Clemson. You got to find a way to beat Clemson. Clemson's a halfway decent team, but nothing special. You, you got to win that thing. I, I think all these, uh, you know, the North Carolinas and the Kansas of the world, and even the Dookie Pukies, they're all going to get the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if they're going to get in the NCAA tournament, but when everything is said and done, they will, if they come close, they're getting in. 
I don't even know if the, some of these teams are going to come close, though. That's a bad loss for North Carolina. You know, uh, they're ahead of the eight ball uh, versus most of the others. Them and Kansas have kind of, you know, separated themselves a little bit. They're not down in the barrel as deep as Kentucky and Michigan State, which lost again last night. Michigan State's not getting in. That I don't think. Um, two and seven in Big Ten play. That, that's hard to ignore. They got a halfway decent non-conference schedule win or two, but you know two and seven in the Big Ten. They get uh, beaten by Iowa. They didn't cover the spread. Uh, another opposite picks winner last night with Michigan State. We'll recap that here in a sec. Uh, but the Hawkeyes win at 84-78. So Michigan State uh, gets the cover. You know only their second cover in 12 games, but they fall to eight and seven. Two and seven in Big Ten play. Never really in doubt as far as covering the number for, for Iowa. They were laying double digits, 10, dropped down to 9.5 uh, by tip-off on FanDuel. So Michigan State wins by or loses by 6, and that's pretty much, you know, they were leading a portion of this game. So really that wasn't a, uh, oh, by the way, comeback, uh, you know, cover the spread for Michigan State. That was they were in this game the, the whole way. Baylor blows out Texas, another opposite pick winner on Baylor yesterday. Little surprised at that. I thought Texas had a halfway decent chance of winning. Baylor team's pretty good. You know, it's hard for me to buy into the Baylors. Little less on Gonzaga just because they've been there year in, year out. Baylor, you know, to a lesser extent has as well, but I, I Baylor's going to win a national championship. I don't know. Their resume is impressive. They're running roughshod through the Big 12. They're 9-0 in conference play, 17-0 overall, but... I don't know. It's Baylor basketball. You, you can't have Baylor winning a national championship. You, you just can't. So, But in the meantime, five and a half, six-point road favorites, and they cover the number easily. And again, this was no fluke either. They, they were leading the whole way, you know, anywhere from five to ten points, and they end up winning by 14, going away 83-69. Every time Texas made a run, Baylor had a response. So it's, it's, it's a darn good basketball team. It is. Ole Miss in Tennessee. How about that? I don't know if you watch any of that one. Boy, oh, boy. Talk about great streaks. Ole Miss now, what is it, 15-2 and two under their last 17 games. You talk about a lock of all locks. That was it last night. You know, hindsight is a great thing. But Ole Miss, a, you know, 14-2 and two under run. Tennessee was, what did we say, 9-5 and five under their last 14. I mean, you, two teams just crawling the ball up the court. That Ole Miss team couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, yet somehow or another they win the basketball game. That game had, it just sounds crazy, but that game had no business being 124.5. I mean, just no business. I've seen a ton of games in the teens. I'm surprised it was that high, really. That should have been about, uh, you know, 116, 117, not 124.5. This team was just awful, and now, like I said, 15-2 and two under, and they win the game. Uh, that, that's the crazy thing. If you're Tennessee, you got to be saying to yourself, man, we held the opposition to 52 points, and we couldn't win. Illinois beats uh, Indiana in overtime 75-71. Good game there. Uh, West Virginia knocked off Iowa State 76-72. Whiskey, you know, I, I did like this play. Didn't put it in with our opposite picks, but later on, Gave it to my guys. Uh, Wisconsin laying eight and a half against Penn State. I, I like, you know, there's certain spots that you should look for. And it doesn't matter who's playing, where they're playing. Try, as difficult as this is, ignore the lines on these games as well. But you look for spots where you have the inferior team, like Penn State is, 
coming off an upset win like they were on Saturday when they knocked off number 14, Wisconsin. And the next time out, you go against them when it's the same team, you know, this coronavirus goofy year. And we didn't necessarily have that exact situation with Drake against Illinois State because Drake ended up winning the game against Illinois State, but they had to go to overtime, and Illinois State blows, and Drake is great. And Drake was a 17-and-a-half-point favorite on, uh, I think the game was uh, either Thursday or Friday. <clears throat> you know, and they needed overtime. Actually, it may have been Saturday. They needed overtime, whatever it was, um, to beat the god-awful Illinois State. Then they played them again two days later, and they won by 30. You know, same thing here. You know, Wisconsin had no business losing to Penn State on the road. They didn't. They did over the weekend, 81-71. They go back home, and they beat the snot out of them last night. You know, it's it's spots like that that – and that's how I play games. You know, you want to ask me, yeah, give me five starters on Wisconsin, and I I, I couldn't tell you two. I, I couldn't tell you one, to tell you the truth. But I could tell you where, where you bet. You know, whenever I do shows with people, I, I won't mention any names, or, or I hear people. I won't even say do shows. But whenever I hear people, when I say, you know, play hockey, play hockey, play hockey, and on my website I give out free hockey picks, and we're kicking out. We're 12-4. and four. I mean, we're, we're just, you know – I find hockey the easiest to bet, believe it or not. And I hear so many people say, well, I don't really know hockey. You don't have to know these sports. You, you don't have to know the backup offensive lineman. You, you don't need to know the third line on the Edmonton Oilers to bet these things. You look for spots. You know, you have to have an idea who's good and who's not good, but you look for spots like that. And again, to make a long story short, Wisconsin – Playing Penn State again after being upset by them on Saturday is one of those ideal spots. That, that, that could have been uh, Wisconsin versus Penn State, and it could have easily been, you know, Topeka High versus uh, Timbuktu. Take an upset winner and play the same team, or any really team, but especially the same team the next time out, and, and that team tends to get their ass kicked. They really do. Speaking of which, boy, my guy Bruce Weber, uh, he's got to be reckoning for the glory days of Southern Illinois. Uh, beat the beaten by Kansas 74-51. God, they stink. And Maryland beat Purdue 61-60. I'm surprised about that one. I really uh, that that I am surprised with. Hockey last night, uh, you know, pretty good slate. Did a good decent little day for the favorites. They went five and two. One game was Pickham. Over under was uh, four and four. So uh, no slight there. In case you missed some of the late scores uh, last night on the ice. You had uh, Carolina beating the Blackhawks 4-3 in a shootout. That was the only game that went to, you know, it figures. Every once in a while, I get these kind of hunches, these urges. So I played like six games going to overtime. You know, all basically getting about 3-1. to one. Eh, one game went to overtime. And I don't think I played Chicago-Carolina. <laughs> Out of all the games, I think I played all but two, and I think that was one of them. None of the others went to overtime last night. Dallas beat Columbus 6-3. Montreal 5-3 against Vancouver. St. Louis 4-3 against Arizona. Uh, Winnipeg uh, beat Calgary 3-2. Colorado 2-1 over the Wild. Uh, Edmonton 4-2 over Ottawa. And uh, our free pick, we did have a loser with our free pick last night. Ducks uh, beat the LA Kings 3-1. That uh, that Ducks team is pretty bad. The Kings team is pretty bad. And, uh, you, and that Ottawa team, I can hear Cam, uh, our brother in here at Sports Grid, telling us every single year, and he's done it again, he keeps on preaching this dopey Ottawa Senators team. Well, they're a surprise team, Scott. They're a surprise team. They're pretty good. Good value, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh, they're 1-8-1. One, and, one. Uh, and not only are they 1-8-1, uh, I bet they've lost darn near every one of these games by two goals or more, which is the key when you play a bad team. 
And you look at their schedule, all but two of their losses. Yep, two goals, three goals, three goals, four goals, six goals, three goals, three goals, and then two of their losses by one goal apiece. You know, you can't lay two and a half to one in a hockey game. I would never do that. I've seen way too many upsets. But they won their opening game, and they have lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games since. One in overtime. Nine straight losses. Seven in a row by two goals or more. And actually, yeah, two goals because they lost by two goals last night. Otherwise, I'd say three goals or more. So six out of their seven losses uh, of late have come by three goals or more except for one. Or six out of seven. They, they are just atrocious. I mean, just a, you know, that's where, you know, if you're the wise guy and the smart guy and the sharp and, and all these other dopey phrases like we talked about yesterday, you you just look for Ottawa on the schedule, play against them, and cash your ticket and walk home after. All right, we'll get into the NFL stuff. Don't let facts get in the way of good rant. That's next right here on the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Those interviews, for whatever reason, I have not been hired, and which is okay. Because at the end of the day, I still have an opportunity to go out there and help our team to pursue and obtain our goal. And so, yes, there is a focal point where you're focused on that interview. But once that interview was over, now it's time to turn the page. You know, I can't sit here and dwell in pity, you know, because when it's all said and done with, I have a responsibility to the Kansas City Chiefs. I have a responsibility to Coach Reed. I have a responsibility to this entire offensive coaching staff and our players to make sure that we're mentally and physically ready to go come game day. But that's who I am, okay? And that's how I operate. That's Eric Bieniemy, Kansas City Chefs offensive coordinator, not head coach in the NFL. Four to one past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, 844-843-6879. Let's do some NFL stuff. Super Bowl first up, Sammy Watkins said he's optimistic about playing. He's missed the last couple of games with his calf injury, uh, but he is optimistic, and I'm sure if he can, he will. It is the Super Bowl. Uh, Pat Mahomes telling reporters his toe feels fine, pretty much close to 100%, so uh uh, he obviously is going to be set by uh, game day. So the, those, the lines have not changed with FanDuel, as I told you earlier, uh, three and uh, 56 and a half. NFL's not allowing Tampa Bay to fire the cannons from their famed pirate ship uh, after touchdowns, which while I understand they wouldn't want to, you know, well, God forbid they should actually have some excitement in this stadium that's going to have supposedly 32,000 people. Um, why, why can't they just allow Kansas City to fire the cannon as well? Or allow Kansas City to bring in something of their own? I mean, it seems kind of silly. It's, it's there. It's part of the stadium. It, it would be there, you know, and you'd probably be firing the cannons if it was Kansas City versus Green Bay, right? I mean, are you telling me 
firing the cannons is going to influence the officials or it's going to give Tampa Bay a big advantage after scoring a touchdown. I mean, the touchdown is over. If they're firing the cannon when Tampa Bay has first and goal to five, okay, I get it, I suppose. But it's after the fact. Tampa Bay's already scored. You know, they've already gotten the touchdown. So why would you be limiting them to celebrate? It's like telling a team, you know, you can't do one of those dopey dances that they do because it's not right. And I almost wish they would do that. I mean, it, it's after the fact. I, I don't get that at all. Again, even if you just told Kansas City, listen, we're going to allow these guys to blow the cannon off every time they score. So you want to do something? You want to bring a Chief out there? You want to bring an Indian out there? You want to bring, uh, you know, whatever out there? Knock yourself out. Oh, you can't do that, though. That's right. It's 2021. Political correctness. People will all of a sudden be protesting in the middle of the game that you're nicknamed by the Chiefs. Forget about that. Okay, maybe that's why. See, we answer our, we bring up a question, and we answer our own question here on the morning show. Uh, opposite picks. Maybe that's it. Maybe they said, yeah, you know what? Okay, we'll let the Tampa Bay uh, blow the cannon off. And then uh, Kansas City, you can bring Tonto out, and you can bring the Chief out, and you can have him ride on a horse and everything else. And then, oh, my God, then you'll get PETA involved. Oh, you're, you're torturing the horse. Uh, then you're going to get the American Indian uh, thing involved, and you're going to get people with the Redskins, potatoes. You know, I, I could sell the potatoes for the Redskins. I don't, I don't know what I have for the Chiefs, except make it the chefs, as I've been saying. So maybe that's it. It's a sad thing that they can't celebrate blowing a cannon off. How dopey is that? Be enemy though to that. So that's the that, that's the update on the on the, the Super Bowl, all the all the minutia. We have a little. Uh, we have several little slogans here on, on opposite picks. And if you follow me over the years, LL's loyal listeners, uh, one of them is don't let facts get in the way of a good little rant. Now. You've heard me. I, I'm a fan of Eric Bieniemy. I, I I don't quite understand why he hasn't gotten a head coaching job. And I would tell you, I would. I, I'd risk my career if I said, you know, it's because he sounds like an idiot. Uh, you know, he sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles' new head coach, Serrani. I mean, what a bird brain he looked like, right, in his first press conference. I could say, yeah, listen, he's probably doing something wrong. He's probably coming across as a bozo, and, and you're holding his torch up for the black community to have this guy get a head coaching job, when in reality, he comes across like an idiot. But that that that's not the case with him. It's it just, it isn't. It, you know, every time, and I've seen, you know, three or four now, and I've gone out of my way to watch some of his press conferences, and I got to tell you, you know, two things. One, do yourself a favor, you know, because we're all kind of wondering, right, um, what's the deal? Right now, go to NFL.com, okay, then go to Teams, and then scroll down and go to Kansas City Chefs. Now, I wanted to check out what BNB has to say just because it's the Super Bowl, one. And then, you know, like I said, I want to get some insights because I'm, I'm sure they were going to ask him again about not getting a head coaching job as they did. So let's see. <clears throat> a little pop quiz here. What do all these folks have in common? Juan Thornhill, Daniel Sorensen, Brashad Breeland, Patrick Mahomes, Le'Veon Bell, Sammy Watkins, Andy Reid, more Andy Reid. Uh, how about uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady? Mahomes, more Andy Reid, Frank Clark, who's got a checkered past of himself, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid again, Patrick Mahomes again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um... 
9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Kansas City. What's the point, Scott? Kansas City. On the first page, front page of its website, has 16 videos. Juan Thornhill. Who the fudge is Juan Thornhill? Daniel Sorensen, okay, I've heard of him. Juan Thornhill is on the cover, front page. You know who's not? Who do we miss there? Tyreek Hill? I don't think he spoke. Travis Kelsey? I don't think he spoke. Uh, I don't know who. How about, I don't know, Eric Bieniemy? Well, he didn't speak. Oh, yeah, he did yesterday. I know it's minuscule. I, I know it's nothing. But if if you're Kansas City and you're trying to promote this guy and you're trying to help this guy, even if it means putting him on the front page of your website, if you're going to put Juan Thornhill and Daniel Sorensen on the front page, wouldn't you go out of your way to make sure your defensive coordinator is one of the main guys? No. You got to search for his video. You got to hit videos. And then you find... Eric Bieniemy, not a big deal. I understand that, but it's just, why wouldn't you have him on the front page if you feel bad for the poor guy, right? That's number one. Number two, don't let facts get in the way of a good rant. I listened to the press conference, and I, I'm telling you, I, I'm honest in that I, I, I'm rooting for the guy. I think he's getting a raw deal. I, I really do. However, you're not getting the entire story. You know, I, I, if I had a dollar for every time someone said the NFL was racist because they're not hiring Eric Bieniemy, or a dollar for every time someone said, gee, how come he's not getting a head coaching job? I don't understand. You know, what could be the issue here? They got to be racist, right? Well, you're not getting the full story about Eric Bieniemy, and that's maybe the problem. You know, whether you think this is right or not, what needs to be pointed out about Eric Bieniemy is he does have a checkered past. He does. Now, it's been a while, and this is what I mean by don't let facts get in the way of a good little rant. It's very easy to say he's getting screwed. It's it's racist NFL, but South Florida Sun Sentinel, Colorado police arresting the enemy and a teammate following a February 1998 bar fight charged with disorderly conduct, fighting in public. According to Orlando Sentinel, Bienemy pleaded no contest after allegedly shoving a firefighter July 4th, 1990. He was suspended by Colorado when he was playing with the uh, Buffs for one game. Colorado police arresting Bienemy again, then in the NFL, September 1993. Uh, Orlando Sentinel reported that Bienemy allegedly grabbed the female parking attendant by the neck, threatening her. University of Colorado said enough is enough, banned Bienemy from its campus for a year as a result. She said that the male, Bienemy, who grabbed her, said something about a bunch of black males all at once being her worst nightmare. That's what she told the police. According to the Daily Bruin, Colorado police arresting Bienemy again. DUI charge, April 2001, three months after he joined the football team as a running backs coach. Previously had his driver's license suspended after numerous violations. Bienemy again. Linked to allegations that Colorado's football program used alcohol and sex to lure recruits. The four-letter network. Even the four-letter network was reporting that. In 2004, university discovered there was evidence of drugs and alcohol being used to entice recruits. 
Bienemy left Colorado after the 2002 season, so they found that out, you know, four or two years later to take the same position at uh, UCLA. Now, all this stuff happened at least 15, 16, 17, and, and really 20 years ago in 2001. So it, it's been a while. However, it's there, and it's not one or two incidents. It, it's several. Now when you know this stuff, and now when you find out, you know, teams are like, I don't know. You know, this is 2021 and the world of political correctness and the world of, uh, you know, Ray Rice being kicked out of the league because he got into a fight, you know, uh, with his then fiance, um, with all the protests going on and all the, uh, you know, the women, you know, demanding equality and this and that, and that's all fine. Uh, can we really hire a guy that's got this, albeit 20 years ago, to be our head coach? You know, it's a concern, right? You know, if you're not going to allow Colin Kaepernick, if you want to believe that into the league because he's taking a knee, you're going to hire a guy that that kind of track record as the head coach? I don't know. And I'm not saying it should or shouldn't be. What I am saying, though, is it should be brought up. You know, you can't ignore all these arrests, albeit 20 years ago. You know, and, and I don't understand the Kansas City media. Again, you know, my brother in here, you know, when you ask him, you know, what what what's going on here, Eric? How, you know, how do you feel about this? Don't you think one of the main questions would be, do you think your past is playing a role in this? I mean, wouldn't that be the most obvious question? Because again, you listen to the guy speak. It's hard not to love the guy. You see that guy and you hear that guy. And never in a million years would I associate that guy with his track record. I mean, I just wouldn't. If you want to judge people on the surface, I mean, I see a guy that's smiling and laughing and courteous and friendly. And, I, I, you know, I would never, like I said, I mean, what, what happened? Well, what transformed in your life that, that turned a guy that obviously had a major chip on his shoulder into this happy-go-lucky, you know, great guy? I mean, I don't know. But wouldn't you bring that up in a press conference if you're going to ask about, you know, hey, you know, do you think, you know, alluding to the NFL is screwing you? Wouldn't you say, you know, you kind of regret some of these things? Is this stuff coming up in, in interviews? Are you being honest about it? Do you think that's what's causing you to not get this job or that job? You know, so you, you want to sit on this stuff and it's not, you know, you got to bring it up. Those are a lot of incidents, albeit 20 years ago. Maybe that's it. Maybe these teams are bringing them in because they have to, but in reality, they're saying, can't do it. Love to do it. Can't do it. And that's where we need the so-called insiders, as I've asked before. You know, grab some of these GMs, grab some of these owners, and, and you know, do a behind-the-scenes story. Let me know if that's really the problem with Eric Bieniemy. I got a feeling that's it. 54 past the hour. We'll close that hour number one next. Got to let some options next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time to check 
check out the poll question for this morning. You know, there are certain questions guys can pretty much ask themselves anything. There, there, there really are like no limits to what, you know, a buddy can ask a buddy, whether you're out on a golf course or whether you're sitting in a bar or, or just uh, yapping in front of a TV set watching a game. There really are like anything's nothing's off limit. However, <clears throat> one that you really don't ask is how much do you bet on something? You really, you know, it, it's there's this um privacy when you log on or when you go to the window whether it's a horse racing or a fan duel or whatever the case may you log on to a site you you just don't there's just a certain amount of respect of do you people ask do you gamble absolutely yeah okay but they never say how much hey, well it's just really it's none of your business so uh that said uh we're gonna ask how much do you gamble <laughs> you know uh, despite all that because we break all the rules here at, at the opposite picks so our poll question today this morning is what's going to be your average bet on the super bowl this year 25 dollars or less roughly 50 bucks roughly 100 dollars or 150 or more, and, and feel free to, to name it. And I'll trust you when whatever you put down. So early on, just posted a little while ago, uh, 35% say about $100. 26 say $150 or more, which is nice. We have a you know nice little audience here. Uh, 25% is getting uh, or $25 is getting 22% of the vote, and then roughly $50 is 17%. But it's early on, only 23 votes. So go to your opposite picks feed, uh, get your vote in there. We posted a little while ago, so just scroll down a little bit, and it should be there. I'm curious to know what uh, what what people. I think you know, believe it or not, most people bet between 25 and 50 bucks. They might bump it up a little bit more with the, with the Super Bowl, but that's where I'm guessing most of the votes will go. But go to Opposite Pitch, Twitter feed, we'll update that a couple times next hour. Got some suggestions, a real, real good suggestion from FanDuel. That's coming up back Opposite Pitch, Series 6. Seven,